Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local. It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution. Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. And on the road, live from the Country Kitchen in Dickinson, North Dakota, only on the RPR Network. Good morning, everyone. As you heard, we are live from Country Kitchen in Dickinson. My name is Monsignor Patrick Schumacher. I'm your host for the next couple of hours. This is Real Presence Live, but we are on the road. It's my my first real on-the-road uh, broadcast, and it's always exciting to have a broadcast day. we got a great show planned for you. We're going to begin with just a little prayer. Today's feast is St. Camillus de Lillis. If you uh, want to know who the patron saint of nurses is, uh, it is uh, St. Camillus de Lillis. Uh, love you, Mom. Uh, St. Camillus uh, died in the year 1614. You know what's interesting about his life? Before he organized a group of men who gave their lives to care for the sick and to care for the dying, uh, uh, Camillus lost all his possessions to gambling. He, he fought an addiction to gambling in his life, and he worked through it, and he became a priest, and he founded this order uh, that we have today. So let us pray on this feast day. O God, who adorned the priest St. Camillus with a singular grace of charity towards the sick, pour out upon us by his merits a spirit of love for you, so that serving you in our neighbor, we may at the hour of our death pass safely to you. We ask this through Christ our Lord, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good morning once again. Today is Real Presence Live on the road on the Real Presence Radio Network, which is extensive. It's brought to you today in part by Country Kitchen and Dickinson. At Country Kitchen, we believe all we have, including the business, our employees, and our customers, is a gift from God. We are live from Country Kitchen, located at 528-528 12th Street West. You can call 701-483-9376, or you can drive by and honk, as many have been here this morning. Uh, I want to say hello to Aaron, uh, my production assistant uh, back in the studio. Aaron, good morning to you. Good morning, Len Senior. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm, I'm enjoying these days of summer, and uh, I walked Romeo this morning, my Dalmatian at 5 a.m. My 12-year-old Dalmatian stays at the rectory, gets the coffee ready, and uh, <laughs> 5 to 7 a.m. is the best part of the day, and what a great uh, show we have to follow up the best part of the day. How's your summer been? It's absolutely wonderful. It's a beautiful day here in Fargo, and my son is doing well. We've just had so much fun together. With. Give us a pre. Uh, give us a preview first, and then we're going to talk about your family. You got it. We've got coming to you live from the Country Kitchen in Dickinson, Art, Bill, and Hunter Jerome, talking about sharing the family legacy of Jerome Distributing. Monsignor will then take our questions during straight talk. Then in the second hour, we will have your prayers that we will pray for. We've also got Marlo Nelson to talk about the country kitchen here in Dickinson and Mike Kudrowski is going to be talking about the heart of your legacy and getting to the heart of giving we will also have Deacon Thane Barnier to talk about the Legion of Mary and he'll go more into that here right on Real Presence Live 
father. Fantastic, Aaron. Have you taken your family vacation yet this summer? We have not. Well, we got the Splonskowskis on the road. They're behind us, and they're heading to Rapid City tonight. I want to welcome them. Brandon is, I kind of got all the management all around me here, so I, I, I dressed up a little bit today. And uh, it's, uh, today is a great day to have a great day. If your day is starting off slow, uh, to all of our listeners, I hope it gets better. When I walk into Mr. Steve Glosser's office, he's the president of Trinity Catholic Schools. He has a sign that says it's a great day to have a great day in Indeed it is. And Aaron, we'll get back to you later in the show. Very good. Thank you very much, Father. Fantastic. My first guests are the Jeromes. I have Art, Bill, and Hunter here, and Art, Arthur, uh, their son, Art's son, Bill's brother is is on the line, uh, but that's uh, this is a and I've I've interviewed Bill before, and I'm glad that he's back with his father and with his son. This is a story of a, uh, a family business. We know that there's so many family businesses around. We have uh, the, the agricultural industry gives us family succession and businesses. We have so many in Dickinson. Uh, Jerome Distributing is one of them. This is a story that dates all the way back to the Prohibition uh, era, the Prohibition era, 1920 to 1933. And we have three generations of the Jerome family with us to share how how Jerome Distributing began in Bismarck and how Dickinson got its start, where it's been, where it's heading, and I want to say first, good morning to the father of it all, Mr. Jerome Art. Good morning to you. Morning. Great to have you on Real Presence Live. Thank you so much. Nice to be here. You look good sitting outside. Beautiful summer morning. <laughs> Proud of my family. They've done a good job. Got a smile on your face. A lot, well, of, lot of beer uh, being consumed during these hot days. Oh, no. I used to. I used no, to do a lot of that. Not, not slow you, down a bit. Not, not, not you, but all your consumers. <laughs> Let's begin how this story began. Uh, Jerome Distributing. Where did it all begin, Art? It all began in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. My... Uh, <clears throat> My grandmother and grandfather moved into Devil's Lake and uh, started a candy business and a malt business. And, uh, and they had beer at the time, but then Prohibition hit. And uh, with that taken away, it was tough to make, to make it, you know. So my grandmother was from Crookston, Minnesota, and she actually got into the, to the, uh, the tin business. She was had alcohol tins. And, uh, and they used to drive from Devil's Lake up into almost into Canada and back down into Crookston and bring their stuff home. They had trucks that were hijacked, just like the real days. Uh, and then my uh, my grandfather died. And uh, Grandma had to run the show herself, and she brought Dad home from college and sent him to pop school, and they had the Coke franchise for a while. While he was there, they took that and sold it because she made good money on it, and Dad was disappointed. But eventually they got back into the beer business, got into Grain Belt, and uh, and it went from there, and it's it's grown and grown and grown. And we we actually bought our business in 1970 down in Hedinger, North Dakota. Moved to Dickinson in 1980, and uh, and from there uh, I got to know some of the wholesalers around the state. And when uh, when Bismarck came about, I talked to Tom Propes, the owner, and I said, if it ever comes that we might be able to purchase that, we'd sure like to. I was out of the business by then. And Arthur and Bill were in it. And uh, by gosh, if we didn't do it, so that's where we stand today. So you can it's quite a story. Great-grandma uh, running alcohol from Canada and moving into beer distributing. By the way, the Prohibition era, 
I mean, remember, I don't, I, it's, maybe it's hard to imagine, but we, we had an amendment to our Constitution to prohibit alcohol beginning in 1920, and then that's the 18th Amendment, and in 1933, we have the 21st Amendment. Remember, there are 27 amendments, just for your trivia, all of our listeners. I always say that the drinking age is 21, because it's the 21st Amendment which lifted the ban on alcohol. That's not true, but that's how I remember it anyway. Uh, Bill, let's get to you. Uh, you were uh, a guest recently, and we, we wanted you to come back uh, w- with your family. And, uh, and you, you have your son, uh, a hunter, beside you. And it, 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 uh, a business is not just a, a, a livelihood where we make means for our living, but, but it's also a, a, a work is really a, a part of who we are. And, and to have your, your son uh, with, working with you and in years to succeed you, um, what does that all mean to you? That's really a beautiful story. Yeah, um, so obviously Hunter's uh, right next to me, and it's beautiful uh, that he, he was in focus um, with uh, the Catholic base and having him being able to come back and run the business or be able to start running the business is my brother and I, which is family, uh, and to have him, Arthur's boy is uh, working during the summer, he's going to college as well, but Hunter's back, uh, fully staffed now, he's over in Bismarck helping out uh, Arthur over there, and yeah, it's just, it is a beautiful sign from God that, uh, you know, you do right by him and he does right by us. And he's, uh, he's sent Hunter back to me to uh, help take over and uh, go on with uh, the family tradition. I'm fourth generation, Hunter's fifth generation, and my dad's third generation. So, you know, God only knows what, uh, what will come in the future of this Jerome Street. Just to reorient everyone with our Jerome, sitting next to me is Art, uh, the, the father. I call him Mr. Jerome. He said I could call him that once. So, so there's Art, okay? Art, Art had, uh, has a son, Bill, here with me, and Arthur is Bill's brother. Correct. Yep. Who's on the line in Bismarck. So we're, we're talking about Art. We're talking about Arthur. Uh, so our, our Arthur is the son. Uh, we're going to refer to him as Art, Mr. Jerome, and then Hunter. So, Bill, wh- where do you come into this story? So, I would say um, a way back when a uh, Schlitz load tipped over, and I think I was about eight, uh, and we end up uh, he ended up bringing me in. I think it was twenty five cents an hour. We fixed uh, I don't know. He's over forty. Yeah, forty two thousand cans. I think it was, and I uh, had to feel everyone. Put them back in six packs. So I think I started at eight, and uh, now I am uh, a little over fifty, and uh, really enjoying the business. Um, I've also have my wonderful daughter. Uh, she does a lot of our social media in the business and i've got uh soon to be 15 year old uh, son uh he's uh working a couple days um next year he'll be working three days hopefully he's listening and uh you know it's just one of those things where it's a family-owned business and it's it's just a beautiful thing to have him have people involved i've got we've got uh, arthur and i have second cousins involved you know we've got actually third cousins involved you know so with uh with with the dynamics of, you know, it's tough to work for um, a family business. Um, it's always nice to, at the end of the day, have a nice cold beer. 
and I think that's what somewhat uh, holds us together. <laughs> Hunter, let's get to you. Uh, you're a you're a young man. You, uh, before we went on the air, you said you're you're 25 years of age, and you're you're getting into the the family business. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. And well, how following in this line of succession, and, and, and so many families can, can relate to this, not just in the distributing uh, business, but whether it's agriculture or, or what have you. Um, how, how, how fortunate do you feel to be, to, be, to be a part of not just work, but work that's been so vital to your family history? Yeah, I feel so fortunate to be able to move back to North Dakota and start back uh, working in the business. It's just, it's a joy to get up and go to work every morning knowing that all the people that we see, um, yeah, we get to see them every day and it's not some large corporation, but everyone we know is from around town that we get to see and and work with and work alongside. uh, And it's just really a lot of fun. And do we have Arthur on the phone, Brandon? Arthur, good morning to you. Good morning, Martina. Great, great to visit with you again. Uh, you're in Bismarck, uh, I, and I, I visited with you briefly. Uh, you came to help me at St. Joe's in Mandan when I was raising money. I think that's the last time we visited, Arthur. Absolutely. Uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, church in Mandan, and I ended up uh, joining Corpus Christi here in Bismarck. But <laughs> Fantastic. Great community to be so, a part of. How do you see things on your end? We're the, we, I have your family here at the Country Kitchen in, in Dickinson. We wish you were here. It's great to have you uh, live on, on the phone with us. Uh, the family business, what impression has that made on, on you? Well, for me, it's, uh, it was an opportunity after oh, oh, interference there. But Still there? Let's clean. Yep, I think we have you. Good, good. Uh, for me personally, it was an opportunity after college and working in Minneapolis to come home and uh, join my brother and my dad. And at that time, my dad's brother Mike was in Dickinson. He's his family has moved down to Pier and Mulbridge, but I was just blessed to have the opportunity to come back. And when Dad asked me, I didn't even I didn't even think about not. I I thought about being with family and being around this. Western North Dakota that I grew up and I was born in Hattinger, so I was I just love it. So the opportunity to come back and be part of our family and be around family is it I, I can't describe it. It's immeasurable. Wonderful. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. This is Real Presence Live. We are on the road from Country Kitchen in Dickinson. Thank you for listening. We appreciate all of our all of our listeners, all of our supporters, you all make Real Presence Radio possible. And I'm visiting here with, with the Jeromes. We're, we're not talking so much about beer distributing as, as what this family business means and, and how it leads them in, in, in their lives. Art, I want to go back to you as, as the father. Um, you are all uh, practicing Catholics. You, you live uh, Christ-centered lives of faith. Uh, how how has uh, having a Christ-centered life um, carried you along this journey in, in your in your life? Well, from from the time I was probably eight years old, we lived a block and a half from the church. So Mike and I were kind of a, the permanent. We were always serving mass, and my grandmother and grandfather were there every morning, and my aunt and uncle were there every morning. Dad had a business to run; he wasn't there. My mom had 
eight kids at home, so she couldn't be there, but it meant a lot. As a family, we, uh, we tried to make Mass every Sunday together. Sometimes during hunting, we didn't make that, but well, normally we, we filled up a full pew, that's for sure. There were, with the mom and dad, there were, there were ten of us. Billy wasn't around anymore, so. But uh, it's meant a lot to me and to watch my children uh, continue on and have their ch- children at Mass. It means a lot also. And my wife is very spiritual, and she keeps me going. She keeps you going. And, Bill, you serve uh, on the Trinity Catholic Schools uh, board. Yes. You're, you're a board of director. You're a director for Trinity Catholic Schools here. You are the representative of the parish of Queen of Peace, and uh, you, you, uh, you're, you're active in, in, in that way as well. And, and your faith journey has been maybe a little different. Uh, <coughs> we, we talked about how you uh, kind of had a resurgence of your faith at one point in your life, like we all do. Correct. And, yep. and uh, t- tell us about your, your Christ-centered life, your faith journey, and you know now you're a school board member. Well, a little bit, you know, and I, I also uh, was a um, early on heavy, heavy into the faith. Uh, when I did go off to college, you know, uh, like many people, uh, lost the faith a little bit, came back um, to Dickinson to kind of uh, start helping out with the business and seeing my mom and dad going back to church and uh, them kind of giving, hey, oh, by the way, you know, there's one reason why we're on this earth. And from there... Um, married a beautiful wife had three wonderful children been blessed and going now going forward i mean i i truly look back at it as is it is a journey and with the journey there's ups and downs but uh at the end of the day uh god always looks out for us and uh the love that he shows us uh is amazing and we just we're just blessed every day so it's just like pay it forward, pay it backwards, so truly blessed uh, being a Catholic and uh, having such a wonderful uh, family life and family business. And that, that's an example for all of us. You know, our, our faith has its ups and it has its downs, and you had something to fall back on, and, and, and I think we, we all need to remember that wherever we are in our life, uh, we, we can always come back to our faith. And we can always improve it in that way. We will be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live. We are on the road from Country Kitchen. Don't go anywhere. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from the Country Kitchen in Dickinson, North Dakota, on the Real Presence Radio Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. This program is brought to you in part by The Country Kitchen in Dickinson. At The Country Kitchen, we believe all we have, including the business, our employees, and our customers, is a gift from God. We share God's abundant generosity by proudly supporting Real Presence Radio because it's a ministry that helps evangelize the very people we serve. The Country Kitchen, we strive to serve our Lord and others first. Located at 528 12th Street West, you can call 701-483-9376. 
Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Event Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith in Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. Real Presence Live is now coming to you five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Heart of Your Legacy, where, as the name suggests, we get at the heart of giving and how you can leave a lasting legacy, and Honor Our Fathers, where you send us the names of your favorite priests, and we offer special recognition and a dozen donuts to one each week. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the road, coming to you from the Country Kitchen in Dickinson, North Dakota. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on the road. It's coming up on 22 minutes past the hour. If you need to be somewhere at the bottom of the hour, you've got about eight minutes to get there. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and today's Real Presence Live on the Road is brought to you in part by Country Kitchen in Dickinson. We're right here. You can drive by and honk at us at Country Kitchen. We believe we have all, including our business, our employees, and customers, all is a gift from God. It's located at 528 12th Street West here in Dickinson. You can call 701-483-9376. Or you can drive by and see us or uh, stop by. My staff is going to come by from St. Wenceslas soon for a caramel roll. And uh, we got some coffee coming out. I'm visiting here with the Jeromes. Before I get back to them, in our next segment, uh, we have Stump the Priest. If you have a question of your faith or anything uh, around us, uh, if you want to stump me, which is uh, not that difficult, uh, you can uh, enter our Straight Talk segment. And uh, we're going to visit also with Marlo Nelson, who's uh, taking care of us here at Country Kitchen in a bit. But first, uh, let's get back to the Jeromes. I have Art Bill Hunter here. I have Arthur on the phone. And we're talking about their family business. Uh, it's a great uh, incentive for us to, to work as families and to appreciate how our work not just sustains us but can be passed on art i want to turn to you i said you're the you're the wisest man on this block right now do you have any advice art jerome for those listening who 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 own their own business or who may want to go into business well my advice is uh, owning your own business can be a proud thing Um, and having a family that can follow behind you makes you much more proud and I can't be more proud of my sons and my grandson and what they've done with the business from uh, when they stepped in behind me. Uh, I believe that uh, 
having faith uh, has helped me immensely because uh, you have something to fall back on, especially when you're home at night wondering how the heck the next day you're going to get things going to get things paid for. And so, but anyway, uh, yeah, having your own business is a great way to go. I know sometimes it's difficult to get financing, but if you work at it, I know you can get it done because my brother and I sure did. So, and for those who may be afraid, are to to live out their faith as a business owner. For those who may be hesitant to live out their faith as a business owner, what do you have to say to them? Well, we've had times when, you know, we were down to three people working. And I'll tell you what, uh, looking to God, praying to Him that He would help us has really helped me. And I know it can help you. And, and you just have to, you know, you just have to keep faith in your heart and, and keep mass in your heart and, and follow the way you're supposed to. My parents taught me that. My grandparents taught me that. My dad really taught me that more than more way than one. So it's uh, and my I'm glad my sons are doing that now. So Hunter is the youngest one here in this interview at 25 years of age. What impression has that been on you? I mean, you've been you've been given a lot as a young man. I mean, look at you. Uh, actually, we've all been given so much in our lives if we just look around. But what has this meant to you? It's it's really meant a lot to me. It's always something uh, since I started working out there. I think the, I was 12 when I first started out there. And to be honest, I, I couldn't stand it because I had to get up at 5.30 and go to work at 6. But there after the go. first couple of years, it's just, yeah, the blessing that it is to, to be with the people that we work with or the people that we meet in the market. Um, knowing that, yeah, you don't know what the next day is going to bring or anything can really happen uh, has been just a great gift because there's so, so many great people that have helped uh, help drum distributing to be what it is and, yeah, to help take care of each other. Bill, I got a question for you. There, there's a lot of uh, brewing going on, a lot of craft beer uh, being developed, and I, I really enjoy different craft beers when I travel to different parts of the United States for meetings or what have you. I, I like to taste some, some local craft beer. Uh, if, if, a, if I want to brew beer and I want to sell beer... How, what are the laws for that in North Dakota? I can't, I don't know what that movie was where these guys were just, you know, op opening up their garage and selling beer. I, I know that that's, you got to probably kind of sneak around with that. But if I want to go on the market with my local brew, how do I do it? Well, it's a process. I mean, you got, obviously you have to go through the state and there's some federal regulations that you have to uh, uh, go through. Um which is a beautiful thing. We are, did just get a uh, brewer and a brewery in town uh, the, with the fat fish. And uh, I would say, um, you know, being in the wholesale business, I know the wholesale business back and forth. But if you really want to know how to get into it, because uh, they've just done it, uh, get go down to the fat fish brewery and try one of their uh, succulent beers. And uh, they will uh, let you know, and then uh, invite me along, and uh, I'll have one with you. They they brew that right uh, right on uh, right on site. Right on yep. site. So. It's the only brewery we have in Dickinson now. Correct. We used yep. to have the rattle the, the rattlesnake. rattlesnake. Yep, yep. And then uh, that one went south. Uh, but right now, uh, with uh, the Fatfish Brewery, it's 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 an incredible place. Uh, perfect for uh, family gatherings or employee gatherings or or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, great people to work with down there. So fantastic. Arthur, are you still with us in Bismarck? 
I sure am. How many breweries in Bismarck would you guess by now? Bismarck Mandan. Uh, I believe we're up to eight. About eight, eight of market them. market so far, and we represent two of them. And you have to go through uh, state law in North Dakota, Reed, that you have to, you know, to distribute it. You can distribute on site and as a, as a brew house. And as a brewery, you have to go through a wholesaler, which means you have to contact a business like Jerome Distributing and set up a contract in territories. And it's all uh-huh. it's all covered underneath the North Dakota Century Code, which is sure. very lengthy, but it explains sure. everything. So. Sure. Uh, my last question, we got about a minute to go here, Bill. What does the future look like for... Uh, your business? I think it's great. You know, um, we've got super, super employees right now uh, from our management all the way uh, down to uh, the kids that we have working for us for the summer. Um, You know, uh, we've got two beautiful uh, establishments, uh, one here in uh, Dickinson, one in Bismarck. You know, we've got some brilliant, uh, hopefully brilliant kids coming into the uh, business uh, here within the next five, ten years. And I really think uh, there's room for growth. You know, we've got, I've got three kids, Arthur has five kids, so we've got eight kids um, that may go into the business. They may not. I mean, if a, if a, a distributorship opens up, uh, we're definitely right now uh, solid in the market to uh, maybe take a look at it and maybe expand our uh, our business. So. I want to thank all the Jerome's Art, Bill Hunter, Arthur on the phone. Thank you very much. Thank you for your support of Real Presence Radio. And thank you for being witnesses of the Catholic faith and, and coming out today, okay? God bless hey, all of you. Good. Straight Thanks, Talk is coming up. This is uh, Straight Talk. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. 877-795-0122. What is all this about? Straight Talk is an opportunity to share your questions and comments. I got three of them lined up already. Topics of the faith, things happening in the world. Uh, And when you hear the sound effect, call in as you just did, 877-795-0122. 0122 or send your questions to us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And so um, let's let's begin. All right, as the Jeromes uh, take off and I want to thank Country Kitchen for bringing out the the coffee here. We are live from Country Kitchen. Today's Real Presence Live on the Road is brought to you in part by Country Kitchen in Dickinson. At Country Kitchen, they say we believe all we have, including the business, our employees, and our customers is a gift from God. We are located right in the tent right here. We're sitting out in the Real Presence Radio tent, 528 12th Street West here in Dickinson. You can call 701-483-9376, or you can also just drive by and honk and stop in. My staff will be down from St. Wenceslaus in a bit for some karma rolls here at Country Kitchen in Dickinson. And so let's begin I have a question here on Revelation, and this is a this is a a, a good a good question. Uh, some of the differences between Revelation uh, between uh, Catholics and non-Catholics. We have a question here about Grandma becoming an angel, and we have a question: Is how do we interpret the Bible? Let's start with divine revelation. All right. I think Catholics. First of all, where do we agree? Catholics and non-Catholics agree uh, in in some aspects of 
of revelation. One is that we experience the revelation of God through creation. I think there's some commonality there, uh, that we experience the revelation of God uh, through, you could say, the human conscience uh, in, in, in different ways. Uh, and I also, here come the karma rolls. Thank you very much. And we also experience uh, revelation in our sharing of, of charity with, with one another. But uh, there are areas where, where there is um, a disagreement. And I, I think just, just to summarize it, what is divine revelation? Divine revelation is, is the divine revealing himself to us. It is the divine revealing the essence of the divine to us. How does that happen? Well, for Catholics, divine revelation is found in sacred scripture and sacred tradition, right? Which means God reveals the essence of his divine being to us through scripture, the Bible, and through sacred tradition. Uh, and uh, for Protestants, it would be only scriptures, right? Or as they say, sola scriptura, only scripture. But if you look um, at this, what came first? I always ask my students, what, what came first? Uh, scripture or tradition? And uh, the, the answer is, uh, is, is tradition. Because before the Bible was written, uh, there was oral tradition of the stories of the Bible. And so tradi oral tradition brought to us eventually written scripture. And written scripture, in effect, is determined by the tradition of the church. What do I mean by that? That the scripture is determined by the tradition of the church. Well, first of all, let's look at scripture. We read in scripture that all scripture is inspired by God. All right? We believe that. All scripture, 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is inspired by God. Well, who tells us what scripture is? Well, it was the tr tradition of the church that told us what tradition is is. Uh, St. Augustine wrote, I only believe in the authority of the Gospels because I first accept the authority of the Catholic Church when it says the Gospels are inspired by God. So that's a little uh, difference there. Uh, Protestants believe in only Scripture. Catholics believe in Scripture and tradition. Let's go to our next question. Remember, this is Straight Talk. It's 877-795-0122. We have uh, Karma Rolls coming out here at Country Kitchen in Dickinson, and it's a beautiful morning. Uh, let's go to an, another question. This is a question. A, a woman just lost her grandmother. And uh, her question is, um, did my grandma become an angel when she passed at the age of, of 91? We often say this, don't we, when we lose a, a loved one, that uh, our loved one has become an angel. And it's probably a, a, a nice sentiment to say. But th th let's remember that angels are angels and human beings are human beings. They're different orders of creation. Uh, and an angel is a, is a, is a, is a spirit uh, without a body. Uh, uh, an angel is a created spirit, a created soul, immortal soul without a body. Human beings are immortal souls with bodies. Now, 
we often portray angels as little, you know, chubby babies floating. I mean, it's, it's hard to look at an angel with that is just a spirit. So we, we give them bodies just, you know, to look at them and to make them cute, fat, little chubby babies that are kind of just hanging around doing nothing, where in fact angels are very, very busy. But when we say that grandma became an angel... Uh, what, what do we mean with that? Well, first of all, when, when Grandma died, and, I, and I'm sorry, and I uh, uh, give my sympathies to your loss, I buried one of my grandmas. I had her funeral mass in 1995. I had another funeral mass for my other grandmother in 2006, and I'm sorry for your loss. But when your grandmother died, as when my grandmothers died, when anybody dies, the soul separates from the body. It's the separation of body and soul. The soul goes to heaven for judgment, and then as I did in my 700 funeral masses that I've offered as a priest, the body goes into the grave where it awaits its resurrection to be united with that soul. So when we die, we, we technically become disembodied, immortal souls waiting for the resurrection of the body. Uh, or or it's, to make it real simple, we say we have angels in heaven, but they're not. Uh, but Grandma's body is uh, in, the, in the grave. Uh, this is a point of grief for us. This is why it's so important to bury our dead because we visit the graves. And uh, our souls, which go before God and are judged, uh, are await for the resurrection of that body. All right. I got another question here about dogs going to heaven. Let me throw that in while we're here. Does my dog have a soul? St. Thomas Aquinas said that animals, which is another created uh, being, another order of creation. Remember, there's, there's angels, there's human beings, there's animals, there's vegetation, there's fire, air, earth, water. Th these are all orders of, of creation. Animals now uh, do not have an immortal soul, but uh, Thomas Aquinas called them, they, they have a principle, a spirit of animation. Uh, and w what does this mean? Uh, it means that my, my, my dog uh, it, it d does not have an immortal soul destined to see the beatific vision as, as I do. But, but uh, to say that dogs go don't go to heaven um, is something even Peter Kreeft said is, is not true in one of his books, which is about the details of heaven. Peter Kreeft says that everything that's a part of us, everything that we loved, will be with us in heaven or we will see in heaven. It reminds us of what St. Paul wrote, that eye isn't seen, ear isn't heard, nor is it so much dawned on man what God has prepared for those who love them. Uh, we, we have a, a dominion over animals, right? That, that's why I can enjoy a steak tonight uh, w without feeling guilty. Uh, they, they are, we have dominion over them as we read in scriptures, but they also become a part of us, all right? So I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to be that priest that tells the first grader that, that her cat's not going to heaven. <laughs> you may find a priest that will say that. I'm not going to say that. And so let's, let's leave it there with, with dogs in heaven. All right. Uh, I got one more question here. 
The number is 877-795-0122. This is Straight Talk with Monsignor Schumacher. It's, it's easy, to, easy to stump me, and uh, actually I, I do know the answers to, to some of these uh, questions. i got a question here about uh, reading the Bible word for word. Uh, can I uh, read the Bible word for word? I don't think so. My teenage nephew thinks he, he has to. Uh, that it, what is the difference between taking the Bible word for word or if we don't take it word for word, how do we understand the Bible? All right, this is another... This is another 18-week course, which I'm going to answer in about two minutes. First of all, we know that God is the author of Scripture. We know that God is the author of the Bible. We, we know that uh, God uh, is uh, in, inspired somebody to write the Bible. So if God inspired a human author to write his saving message, how does this all work? This all works by saying... Uh, that uh, they are they are both authors. God is the author of Scripture, but God really inspired a human author to write his saving message. So we can say that they are both authors. That's why the personality of each gospel writer comes through with his writing. That's because the historical situation of each gospel writer comes through the writing. This is why, for example, we have in the Gospel of Luke uh, this parable we just heard, this, this parable of the Good Samaritan. It's also where we have in Luke the parable of the prodigal son, because Luke wrote his gospel for the Gentiles. He wrote his gospel for those who may feel abandoned and need to be welcomed. So the personality of each author comes through, but still God is is the author, all right? So it's a, they are both authors. God inspired a human author to write his saving message. Now, when we talk about error in the Bible, there's we, we can say... Uh, that there is no error, and we can say that there, that there is error. We say that there is no error, which Vatican II said clearly, there is no error in the Bible regarding the saving message in the Bible, regarding the saving truth that comes from the text of the Bible. In that we say that there is no error in the Bible. But when we say that everything in the Bible is perfect, we, we have to look at the, the errors in the Bible that are verbal errors. For example, the confession of St. Peter is, is different throughout the Gospels. The, the words above the cross are, are different. The experience of the two thieves on Good Friday, how that is played out is, is different. So e even though there are differences, it's still, it's still without error. And we also have to remember, you know, for example, when I was walking Romeo, my Dalmatian, I saw the sun rise this morning. So if I, if I write a book and say, oh, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful walk this morning, I saw, I saw the sun rise this morning. Well, did I really see the sun rise? No, it, it's a saying that we have. I, I saw the earth rotate, really, or experience the earth rotate, which made uh, the, it appear that the sun would rise. So, so there are sayings, even, that we use all the, all the time that we, we can't take literally. It's the same in the Bible. But remember, there is no error in the Bible. 
regarding the saving truth we need to be saved, but there are differences in the Bible as these human authors displayed their personality, their historical situation. And also, by the way, the Gospel of Mark. Let's talk about the Gospel of Mark. The Gospel of Mark was probably written in Rome. It was written in Rome. It was written in Rome. And the, the geography that is used in the Gospel of Mark is some surprising geography. It, 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 would, be, it would be like Jesus went from Fargo to Bismarck by way of uh, Superior, Wisconsin. It, 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 there, there, there are directions in the Gospel of Mark which, which, which just don't make sense, which, which, which leads one to believe that one is telling the story here that is not completely familiar with the, air, with the area, but that doesn't make the saving truth in the Gospel wrong. All right? We have somebody from Dickinson on the phone. Good morning. Good morning, Monsignor. Thank you for your work. My question for Straight Talk is, um, speaking um, for someone who is Catholic, can you speak to why confession is important? I'm, I'm not trying to sway a Protestant or non-Catholic, just uh, someone who already is a believer in the Catholic faith to encourage them to go to confession. Why is it important? Why should we go? You know, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story uh, that I that I tell my seven-year-olds when I prepare them for first uh, confession and First Holy Communion. This is a story I tell when I uh, have the parents in for the parent instruction. Uh, It it actually is, is a true story. Most of my stories are true. In 1986, when I came back from NDSU, uh, I lived in Williston. I came back uh, from uh, from college, and uh, uh, it was a quarter break. NDSU, Gobizen, where uh, uh, there you go. NDSU was on the quarter system back then. There are many of you that have no idea what that means. But we, we had quarter break uh, at Thanksgiving, and we I came home drove from uh, Fargo to Williston, came in, and uh, because the weather had changed, I had a coat on, and I, and I, broke, I broke a vase. I turned, and uh, a vase in the house broke. And uh, it, it, was, it was a vase that had more value than, than beauty. It was a part of our family history. But anyway, here's the situation where, where my mother is there, and I, and I break the vase. She saw that I broke the vase. We're, we're both standing there, and we're looking at the broken vase. She knows that I didn't intend to do it. We both know that we did it. But there's, there the vase is broken. Now, what do I have to say? I, I, I said what people naturally have to say. I said, Mom. I, I told her the obvious. I said, Mom, I broke your vase. I'm sorry. I, I had to tell her what I did, and I, need to, I needed to express regret to it, for it, because I needed to hear my mother say what? I needed to, I needed to hear my mother say, that's okay. I still love you. It, it, it's a, a confession. Is, is a, is, it, it's, it's, it, you, you, can, you can make a case for Catholic confession with, without even talking about religion which I just did with this vase story. So why do we go to confession? We go to confession because we have a need to tell God what we've done. 
We have a need to tell God our failings. Even though God saw them, God knows them. Just the way mom saw me break that vase, I had to tell mom the obvious, we need to go to confession because we need to hear the priest say, we're forgiven. We need to hear the priest say that we are reconciled back with the church. And we need to move on from that sin by confessing that sin. Confession is good for the soul. It's also very scriptural, as we know, how in the Gospel of John, our Lord told his disciples to go and to forgive sins. The sins you forgive are forgiven. The sins you retain are retained. We can go through scriptural proofs for Catholic confession, but uh, I, I have this to say to all of you. Confession is not a burden. Confession is freedom. It is in confession that we truly experience reconciliation with the church. We know that in in internal form, the seal of confession is inviolate. And the priest cannot repeat anything you say in confession because the priest is listening to your conversation with our Almighty Lord. And to, uh, is, is going to confession easy? No, going to confession isn't easy. It's not easy, but it's freedom. And we need to at least experience this uh, before we celebrate our two biggest holidays, which is Christmas and which is uh, Easter. All right. Is confession the only way God can, f can forgive sins? Of course not. The, the Bible tells us that, for example, we read in Scripture, leading someone to the faith covers a multitude of sin. God can forgive sins however God wants to forgive sins. But the sacramental sure way is the sacrament of confession. Though my, my Lutheran friends always asked me in, in Williston, you know, when we were growing up, Schumacher, how do you know, how do you know if you're forgiven? We, we tell God we're sorry. How do you, how do you know you're forgiven? How, how do you, well, I mean, as, as a little boy, I mean, an answer, a little Catholic boy says, how do, how do I know? Well, I, I know because I went to confession and I received absolution and that freedom. To uh, appreciate our callers, thank you for that call. This is Straight Talk. And uh, if you want to get on the air, it's 877-795-0122. We're coming up on 50 minutes past the hour. This is Real Presence Live. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We are on the road at Country Kitchen in Dickinson. Let's get right to the next question. When children make their first Holy Communion, are they still, uh, uh, are they still enrolled in the brown scapular at the time? And what does it mean to be enrolled in the brown scapular? I heard in the news, Catholic news, that uh, pro-lifers have... Uh, there's two questions here. I hear in the news that, uh, uh, that pro-lifers have great hopes that Roe v. Wade will be overturned. In some churches after Mass, uh, St. Michael's is, is prayed. Uh, why is this not the standard in all churches at every Mass? It seems so appropriate in this, in this right for life. Let's take that one first. Well, the St. Michael prayer, remember, became a tradition to be prayed after the extraordinary uh, form. So in the, there, are, there are two, uh, two forms to the Catholic rite of Mass. There's the ordinary form and there's the extraordinary form. The ordinary form is the Novus Ordo, we can call that the English Mass. If you want to, fine, go ahead. The extraordinary form is, is uh, from the 64 Missal, and that is called the Latin Mass. I offer both forms. 
I offer the complete Latin rite. Some priests do, some priests don't. It doesn't matter. And at, when I offer the extraordinary form, we pray the St. Michael's Prayer at the end. It's a tradition for, for some parishes to do that. It's not in the ordinary rite. It's not in the form of the ordinary rite. It's not in the rubrics to do that. And what I try and do is just do what the rubrics tell me to do. If your priest does it, fine. Let's talk a little bit about Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade is a Supreme Court decision that's built on sand. We, we know that. We know that there are serious flaws in that. And I, I, do, I do believe that there will come a day when we will look back on this history uh, and we will be freed from this plague of abortion, uh, just as we look back in our history and we are we we were, were were amazed that we ever had the plague of slavery. Uh, the the abortion argument is not a religious discussion. Abortion is about civil rights. Uh, and remember, Planned Parenthood makes their money on abortion. That's neither here nor there, as the Supreme Court will allow. I believe that the Supreme Court eventually will throw this argument back to the states. I believe individual states will make their own decisions on abortion. I remember I was uh, actually uh, speaking of craft beer. I was in Denver for a meeting, uh, minding my own business, drinking some. Uh, I was probably looking for some uh, some craft beer. I was walking down downtown uh, downtown Denver. A Planned Parenthood representative came up with a clipboard and asked me if I'm concerned about the rights of women. And I said, "Yeah, yes, I'm very concerned about the rights of women." And he, he said, well, will you, will you uh, support Planned, Planned Parenthood? We, 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 support the rights of, we support the rights of women. And, I, and I, I told him, I said, so you support the rights of women by aborting a girl in the womb every 10 seconds. Is, is that your support of the rights of women? Well, we, we believe in reproductive rights. And I said, no, women, women uh, are first girls. And girls are first in the womb. So don't get faked out by Planned Parenthood's support of the rights of women. Planned Parenthood uh, makes their uh, money in part of killing women in the, in the womb who are, who are girls. And uh, by the way, that movie Unplanned, powerful movie. You're not going to hear about it in the mainstream media it's a powerful move, and, 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 and I think some of the advertisers even, even, even uh, I, I think uh, Twitter didn't allow it to be advertised, Instagram, I think, fa uh, you know, you, you have this low-budget pro-life movie which became, which became an enemy of, of, of so many of the uh, corporate America. Why? Because it tells the truth about abortion. We have five minutes to go here. This is Real Presence Live. I want to I want to thank Country Kitchen, but I also want to recognize another one of our sponsors, and that's uh, Fisher Industries. Uh, Fisher Industries here in, in Dickinson. Uh, I am great friends with uh, Michael Fisher. I know Tommy down in Arizona. Uh, I, I, and actually, I, I, I was honored to have the funeral mass for Gene Fisher here in town. But uh, Fisher Industries is a sponsor. Uh, it is brought to you in part by... Fisher Industries. We've heard about Fisher Industries a lot in uh, in the uh, building the wall. They uh, are a highly efficient um, corporation. Fisher Industries. What do they do? They serve all aspects 
of the aggregate processing industry from design and fabrication of aggregate equipment. What does that mean? It means when you see road construction and they're separating uh, gravel to build a road. By the way, we take our roads for granted. We take good roads for granted in this country. A fisher industry in part uh, solves that. They process and and uh, they, uh, they sort the use of aggregate materials. Fisher Industries can be found online at fisherind.com, F-I-S-H-E-R-I-N-D.com. And I went to their last open house with my staff, Fisher Industries here in Dickinson, to walk through and to, to see the, 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 the equipment they developed to sort aggregate, to build, and to provide our roads. So that loud truck right there can drive in, in comfort. We, we have, in part, <laughs> Fisher Industries to thank for that, and I want to thank them for their sponsorship. We're here at Country Kitchen in Dickinson. Um, Brandon Clark is here. Steve Splonskowski is here with his family. Hello to the Splonskowskis again. Mike Kedrowski is here. And it's, it's, a, it's a great day to have a great day, and it's a great day to listen to Real Presence Live, and we appreciate, we really appreciate all of our listeners and all of our sponsors. He's coming back. There we go. He's back again. That's, 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 <laughs> that's one of our fans. If you uh, would like to support Real Presence Radio, you can, you can find us online, yourcatholicradiostation.com, yourcatholicradiostation.com. And I want to thank uh, all who, uh, who put us on the air. That was Straight Talk. We're coming up on 57 minutes past the hour. And we got another show, uh, another hour of the show for you. These, these uh, go so, so quick. We're gonna, when we come back after the break, we're going to go to the prayerfully yours segment. All right. What does this mean? Th- this means that we're going we're gonna to pray for your intentions right here on the air. We're going to, we're going to take your everyday requests asking for prayers, and we're going to pray for you. And then we're going to help you with your faith and uh, do what we can to bring some grace and comfort uh, to your life uh, today. The Prayerfully Your segment is coming up on the top of the hour. If you would like to uh, send in a prayer request, please do that by way of Facebook. Um, or you can uh, also probably call and get on uh, get that prayer request as well. We we have a lot of people who are sick. We have a lot of people who are suffering. We have a lot of people who are rejoicing, and a lot of people who have uh, different things to be thankful for. So, as a community of faith, right right here on Real Presence Live, as we're on the road at Country Kitchen in Dickinson, we're going to hold your prayer requests up to uh, up to God the Father, and we're going to for sure have a consolation and answer to our prayers. Remember, God answers all of our prayers, not always in ways that that we expect. And then we're going to also visit with uh, Marlo Nelson, who is uh, uh, the owner here at Country Kitchen in Dickinson. We're going to talk about well, a little bit about the food business and what Country Kitchen does here and, and how she supports uh, Catholic Radio and really lives lives her faith. So it's a great day to be Catholic. It's a great day to listen to Real Presence Live. We're enjoying uh, the, the, uh, the, the outdoors here, and uh, we're enjoying these days of July. Don't let this summer pass you by. Uh, we, we all know the February that we had 
we all know how uh, we're probably enjoying this summer more than others and we will be back in just a moment don't forget the moon landing anniversary on saturday i have a word to say about that and and it, it's it's a word about the optimism and the courage that these astronauts exhibited has to exhibit, has to be replicated by the optimism and the courage we have as we live our faith. Moon landing, July 20th. I was two and a half years old, and I remember that vividly. We'll be back in just a moment. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We are on the road in Dickinson. Dickinson.